What's up, guys? My name is Enes. My name is Muhammad. And this is Hoop Talk. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 12 of Hoop Talk. We have some pretty exciting stuff to share with you guys in this episode, as this past week has had a lot of news in the NBA. First of all, we're going to talk about Doc Rivers getting fired from the LA Clippers and then getting hired by the 76ers shortly after. We'll talk about if that's a good fit for him and the Sixers team. We'll also talk about the Clippers' decision in firing him and what factors could have helped them make their decision. Uh, Next, we'll talk about the Lakers and the Heat series in the finals um, and the status of that series, how the Heat have avoided a 3-0 hole, and we'll also talk about all three games. Finally, we'll talk about Buddy Heald potentially requesting a trade from the Sacramento Kings um, and what teams he could possibly go to. Without further ado, Muhammad, why don't you start us off? Doc Rivers was fired from the Clippers head coach position after being with the team since 2011. He's been he's been quite mediocre these past couple of years. Um, obviously, he has he he garnered a bit of a reputation as a great coach after winning the 08 ring with the Celtics, but that was pretty much his peak as a coach. After that, it's pretty much all been downhill. He's present he's been presented with numerous amounts of talent with Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Chris Paul, Blake Griffin. Those are all four of those people like were have been great for the Clippers, excluding maybe one person. Um, <laughs> he has never gotten past the second round with since with the Clippers. Like that's extremely dis- extremely disappointing. Um, yeah. they haven't Obviously, there have been years where they've been the title favorites and they, they were the team that you picked to win it all. Obviously, there were injuries that came along with it. Chris Paul entered his hamstring in 2014. There was obviously a lot that they, um, that they had to go through, but it's still unacceptable that the fact that they've never made it to the conference finals. After he was fired, um, after Game 5 of the Lakers, after the Lakers beat the Nuggets, um, then he was automatically in the running for the 76ers position after they fired Brett Brown. He was hired almost immediately two days after. Um, and I think that this is a terrible move. I don't think this is a good move at all for the Sixers. Um, they can go from getting sweeps to blowing 3-1 leads. This is not like this is not much of an upgrade from Brett Brown. Jimmy Butler's talked about the inconsistency in leadership in the 76ers organization in the past, and Doc Rivers isn't a coach really known for that. Um, and also, he's just not he's not going to help that organization at all. And I think him being hired so fast leads into another one of the problems, which is the NBA doesn't like to look out for other sources besides coaches who've been in the NBA. There's plenty of college coaches that are looking for a spot in the NBA. Like Nick, like let's take Nick Nurse for example. He was he he coached some team in like Guatemala, and then he like he got hired as the Raptors assistant, and then took over, and then he won a title, and then he took them to the conference finals. Well, not the conference finals, the right? Where do you where do you the semifinals? Conference semifinals. Conference semifinals after losing and one coach of the year, and one coach of the year. 
Like that's an example of somebody you can like, there's a ton of international coaches, a ton of college coaches that are looking for a spot in, for, in the biggest league in basketball, like doc rivers, like there's even coaches that should have been NBA, NBA coaches that should have had Ty Lue was in the running to be the 76ers coach as was Mike D'Antoni. I'm not exactly sure what happened there, but I'm just, uh, this is going to be, this is going to continue to be a problem for teams if they don't look outside of established, uh, NBA coaches. Yeah. I mean, like you said, there, there are plenty of college coaches that have been doing extremely well in, in the, at the college level. And I think they could do the same, at um, at the next level in the NBA, but the NBA isn't really looking at college coaches right now for some reason they're just recycling the same coaches over and over um and like you said this is this is a huge problem in the nba i want to talk about something that i heard someone say on espn um so you mentioned that he he got fired like two hours after the lakers nugget series was over the guy said on ESPN, he said, what if they waited until the Lakers Nuggets series was over um, to, to make their decision on whether they should they should fire him or not? Like, because uh, their question was, are the Nuggets really that good? To, like, are they good enough to beat us? Us as in Clippers. Um, are they good enough to beat us and the Lakers and make it to the finals? Um, and obviously not because the Lakers beat them in five games and that just proved that the Clippers are not good to, to put it in a, in a respective way. The Clippers are not good. Terrible. And Got the Nuggets. Worst organization Nuggets, in sports history. Yeah. <laughs> um, but just my point is that the Nuggets aren't that good where they could beat the Lakers. And I think that the Clippers organization had that question in mind whether when, when they were making their decision on whether the fi- to fire Doc Rivers or not. And after the Lakers Nuggets series, when they saw the Lakers beat the Nuggets in five games and not blow a 3-1 lead, then they're like, okay, now now it has to be a problem with us. Not it can't be a problem. Like it can't the the problem can't be oh the Nuggets are just too good for us. That's not the problem here. The problem is yourself and your organization, your coaching staffs, maybe some of your players are on Paul George. Um, but the, I think that was a huge factor in their decision in in firing Doc Rivers. Do you, do you think that Doc Rivers in Philly is a good fit? Um, for the team like do you think doc rivers could fit well with the team or are they just gonna blow through on leads again no i think they're a great fit because um doc rivers is a bad coach and 76ers are a bad team i think they they fit together they'll, they'll be back together they'll be back yeah. together all right guys now we just have a couple words about our sponsor anchor after the break we're going to be talking about the heat versus the lakers matchup in the finals and how the Heat managed to avoid a 3-0 hole. Now we're going to talk about the Lakers and the Heat in the finals. 
in game one, the Lakers absolutely dismantled the Heat in on both sides of the floor. They absolutely demolished them. It, it got to the point where it was a 32-point deficit for the Heat. And that's just unacceptable. If you're in the finals, there should you shouldn't be losing by... I mean, I, I know the final score was only 18 points, but you shouldn't. It shouldn't come to a point where you're down 32 points in a finals yeah. game in the playoffs. That should never happen. Um, but the Heat absolutely broke down. The Lakers just looked great. They're setting records from three, which doesn't normally happen for the Lakers. The Lakers don't usually make so many threes, but they were shooting lights out that in, that night and. Uh, it was just a great game for the Lakers, horrible game for the Heat. Um, why, don't, why don't you talk about Game 2, Hobbit? Game 2 was um, another showing out for the Lakers. Anthony Davis was spectacular. He was amazing. He was dominant in all facets, fa- facets of the game. LeBron James had one of the quietest 33-9-9s I've ever seen. LeBron had 33 points, 9 rebounds, and 9 assists. And that was like... Like no one even, I like no one even knew that he dropped the thirty bomb. Like that was, like like you said, that was so quiet. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that he can just do that and just drop casual thirty bombs, is just insane. But yeah, keep going. Uh, KCP and Danny Green. Uh, KCP had a, he um he had a bad night, but um obviously um the other role players compensated. The, that veteran presence does matter in this situation. There's, I think only Udonis has, I think Udonis has and might be the only player on the Heat who has that type of experience so far. But going into game three, we can obviously see that experience meant nothing and the Lakers can lose the series and we're the worst team of all time. Yeah, um, I think the Lakers are just done. I mean, if the Heat win one game, it's just, it's over, man. I don't know what's going to happen. In game three... Jimmy Butler absolutely went off. He had 40 points, 11 rebounds, and 13 assists. He had a 40-point triple-double. That's that's just insane. The Heat played amazing that game. The Lakers didn't. And there, there's always that one game in the Lakers series. Like, I'll give you examples. For example, in round one, it was game one. The Lakers didn't play... Well, Anthony Davis specifically. Oh, yeah, it's just like there's there's always one game in a, in, a, in a Lakers series where they just don't play well. It in in game in in round one it was game one, in round two it was against the Rockets it was game one. Um, then it was game three against and, the Nuggets. Yeah, round three it was game three against the Nuggets, and then now it's also game three against the Heat. Um, and in every single series that the Lakers have played, they've won in five games. It's kind of looking that way to me right now. I still, I still think the, um, I, I'm going to stick with my prediction with Lakers in five. Um, and I think they're going to be especially more motivated now that they've lost the game. And I think it, it's, it's kind of a heat check for them. I think this, this goes up there, um, as a, as one of the great, like, uh, well, obviously he's played. He didn't play amazing in game one, but if he continues to play this way, he'll um, he'll be up there with like greatest finals performers who lost the series. 
So every time LeBron's ever been in the finals, um, <laughs> besides 2011. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he's playing great this series. And obviously, I do have a bit of sympathy for them as two of their best players are out with Bam Adebayo and Goran Dra- Dragon. Um, <laughs> what Jeff Van Gundy said is that like the the way that it, it works for like teams, I think he's been in the finals once. The way it works for teams is that if a player gets injured in like an earlier game, then they wait out to see like if the series is still ongoing to see if they'll play them in like if the, if the heat went down 3-0 then they just wouldn't play them in game four so i yeah. think there's a possibility that both of them can't would play now in game four since the series is still there yeah i agree and um i think the heat have to be way more they have to have so much confidence now because they just beat the lakers without two of their best players and now that they they might possibly they're, they're they they're gonna possibly have both of them back in game four or probably bam but I don't know about Dragon. Yeah, um, he did sprain his ankle, so yeah. But but I think now the Heat have to ha- have to have way more confidence. Um, and then them getting back them getting Bam back in game four is really gonna help them a lot, and it's gonna be a tough. It's gonna be tough for the Lakers to pull it out, um, but I, I think they, I think the Lakers will pull it out. Do you think that AD is the greatest LeBron James teammate of all time? No, I think D Wade is the better player. I think, but I don't know if he was the better player when playing with LeBron. Hmm. You know, because yeah. after 2011, then he took the step back. He like they they had that conversation about like. But you have to be the leader of this team after the 2011 loss, and after that, LeBron like embraces embraced the fact that he was he was going to be the new villain of the NBA, and um, he they he, they won two titles afterwards. Um, so I think D Wade is a better player, but I think AD is better now than D Wade was as um, when playing with LeBron. But I wouldn't say he's as. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. What about what about Kyrie? Does he fit in there? No, hell no, no, no. Okay, Kyrie was Kyrie was really good, but he was also injured most of the time in the regular season, and and in the finals sometimes too. And and in the finals in 2015, uh, I I don't think I, I think he I don't think he's in the running for that. I think it's between D Wade and uh, and AD. Yeah, assuming that. The Lakers win the finals, which is uh, the most the most probable um, conclusion to the finals. Obviously, who do you who do you think will win Finals MVP? This is a tough. Okay, one. so after Game Three, if the Lakers do win, oh, um, then I'm uh. This is like a 2018 situation with the Warriors. Steph had a really bad game three, but a really great game four. Anthony Davis has had had two really good games ahead of that. And then a very... He also had a great game too, Stephen Curry did. Um, but I think it's going to go to LeBron. Because if you have one bad game, but a really great rest of the series, overall, it looks like you had... like. I don't know if they take every game into consideration. I don't know how the voting works, but 
I feel like LeBron's been consistent every single game, so I was just going to give it to him. I definitely want LeBron to win it, especially because I think it would it would mean a lot to him in terms of his legacy. And Anthony Davis has a lot in, ahead of him, and he could be going to a lot more finals in his career. Um, and he would definitely get way more opportunities to get finals MVPs. But since this is like LeBron's maybe like potentially last finals, I think it should go to LeBron. And especially because of the way he's been playing as well. Yeah. Let's talk some more about Philadelphia. Buddy Yield's been with the Kings since the middle of 2017 at the trade deadline. Um, he's been pretty great for them, obviously. His three-point percentage has been pretty spectacular almost every single year almost always like 43 or 40 44 43 or 42 um he's one of the best three-point shooters in the league he had a really great 2019 but then luke walton was hired as the king's coach and really just didn't help them at all he slowed down their offense significantly didn't give De'Aaron fox the ball enough but he healed he moved bogdan bogdanovich to the starting lineup put him on the bench recently a report came out i think it was it was somewhat official that he's not returning any of luke walton's calls and he's like fr- he's frustrated with his current role in the offense and i would too after how great of a season he had that he gets relegated to the bench and he gets less minutes he still had he still averaged 19 points after averaging 20 points but his impact just wasn't the same and he only started 44 games and he started every single game the year before he was apparent and apparently his agent said something about the Sixers but then like deleted it you know how this stuff works he'll end up on the Sixers by next week (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, I think that's good for them because they do need a very consistent shooter it also says his real name is Chavano Rayner Heald hmm that's his real name and his nicknames are Buddy Love, Buddy Fresh, and Buddy Buckets. <laughs> yeah, have you ever looked on Basketball Reference and looked for these nicknames? You, you don't know what Kobe's are. Like if you go to Kobe, if you go to Kobe Bryant, his his other names include Vino, Showboat, Little Flying Warrior, and the Eighth Man. Let's go to LeBron. I've heard Showboat, but like not the other three. Vino, okay. Um, there's L Train. The Little Emperor <laughs> for LeBron. Uh, who should we do? Let's, let's do Steph. Some of these are pretty common. Like, who's a, who's a player with, like, a really weird name? Contavious Caldwell Pope. Okay. His, his nicknames are Ken, Kentopolis, and Casey City. <laughs> Bro, okay. All right, sorry. That was a bit off topic. There, there are some potential trade packages that the Kings may do. One of them would be that the Celtics would trade Gordon Hayward and a first on pick. And then the Kings would trade away Buddy Heald and Corey Joseph. But yeah, that, that's an interesting trade uh, for the Celtics and the Kings. But I think, it, I think it's pretty fair. Um, but I don't know how Buddy Heald would fit in with the Celtics, especially with Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Kemba Walker. I feel like it, his role would be mitigated there. Like he yeah, it definitely would. Thank you guys so much for listening to episode 12 of Hoop Talk. If you guys enjoy this episode, please be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We really mean a lot to us. 
Also, if you guys could check out our YouTube channel, it's it's Hoop Talk Podcast on YouTube. Uh, we release about five to ten minute videos. We have highlights in the background. So if you guys enjoyed those type of videos, make sure to check out our five YouTube to ten channel. segments of the pod. Five to ten minute segments of the podcast. Yeah, it, it's basically segments from our podcast. Um, and if you guys enjoy those shorter type of videos rather than rather than longer type of audio clips like our like our what our podcast actually is then uh our youtube channel our youtube channel would be a great place for you um see you in the next episode peace